virtual tours be as easy and as trusted as any other e-commerce transaction? Will they ultimately lead to better conversion rates, more website engagement, and a more efficient leasing process? Today on Solving for Multifamily, we spend a little bit of time with Austin Lowe, the CEO of Peak, and he's building a platform that he believes will help you lease smarter virtually. So hit the like button. We hope you enjoyed today's show. So Austin, thanks for joining the show today. Appreciate you uh, spending a little time uh, with us and talking a little bit about your company. Yeah, thank you, Robert. Really happy to be here and and really happy to connect. So tell us a little bit about Peak. You and I had a chance to talk a little bit about this, but I think you have an interesting approach on what you're trying to solve and and your thesis into the the space. Yeah, I, I think really at the core of it, what Peak is trying to do is to make the process of finding home like any other e-commerce transaction. And when we think about how we buy things and how we get to the point that we're able to trust a transaction that we don't necessarily get to hold and feel and see the object in person first, it really comes down to providing enough information and providing enough trust. And Peak is about bridging that. When we're buying what we call like uniform goods, like things that are relatively identical from one to another, like a mattress, you can have information, you you can have things like reviews to help the consumer trust the transaction and say, okay, like what I see on the internet or what I see on my screen is what I'm going to get. But when it comes to finding a home, bridging that trust isn't as easy. You can't necessarily review an apartment because you're not going to have that many people go through the apartment building. You're not, you're never going to have 5,000 reviews and each individual apartment's different and how people experience space is different. So really as a core, like peak believes that providing spatial data, providing a interactive 3d virtual tour is the best way to help bridge that gap so that people can, if not completely make the decision, um, mostly make the decision of where they want to live online. Just like how we order food, just like how we buy things on Amazon and provide that seamless e-commerce transaction. Do you think that, and I think it's a great concept and, and obviously I believe you guys are gaining some traction. Do you think we're entering a space now or a time frame where people are becoming more comfortable? Um, maybe it's because we came through the pandemic and we we're all forced to go online pretty quickly. But you know, is it the right time of right technology, right kind of mentality amongst the the potential buyers or renters, and maybe the the right approach for property managers or, or owner operators to really use tools more efficiently? Is, is this the kind of perfect storm for this type of technology to come forward? Yeah, perfect storm is really the, the way I would also put it. We're at a number of kind of cross currents that have all added up to this. I mean, even just to put it basically like cameras have gotten really good capturing space and even the processing that we're able to do on a phone um, of the images has gotten very good. At the same time, the consumer has adopted this on-demand world. Like one of the biggest, buzziest things out there now is like, oh, I want my groceries in 10 minutes. Um, everybody's shopping, everybody's browsing online and, and looking to essentially engage in, in e-commerce transactions. At the same time for property managers, 
we're hearing a lot about turnover, labor shortages, the difficulty of staffing a leasing office. And all of these added together make this a really compelling time for virtualized leasing, centralized leasing offices, and really moving from what is still a fundamentally offline consumer experience to an online one. So maybe I misunderstood the the overall premise. So help help correct me, but I think I'm catching on. This is more than virtualized touring. You're talking about the entire lease up process and capture as well, right? So your services expand beyond, hey, yep, we can we can show the apartment, but let's talk about conversion rates. Let's talk about efficiencies for the operator uh, so that you know you can go you know, manage your business, we're going to help you set up successful leases. Is, is that a better way to think of this? This is virtual touring all the way to virtual leasing. Is that fair? Exactly. If you look at virtual touring as, as a concept, it's been around for a long time. Photographers like a decade ago were taking images, stitching them into panoramas, creating quote unquote virtual tours, but they weren't really used at scale. And they were used as marketing assets. They're used to generate interest, generate leads. What we're trying to do is to facilitate the entire leasing journey with the virtual tour experience as a center point of that. And is that a turnkey service then that you're enabling for for your customers saying, hey, listen, our platform will take care of every aspect of that? Or are you more a la carte? If you've got a built-out module on the leasing side, we'll provide the virtual touring side. Can you talk a little bit about your approach and, and how you're setting up for, for the market? So where we, there's where we are today and then where we're building towards. Really, it, it, again, like as, as we look towards the future of the consumer experience, the centerpiece, the, the biggest piece of this is going to be able to provide the consumer a what you see is what you get experience when they're shopping, which means showing them the actual unit, which means virtualizing the entire building, which means being able to show them everything from the the most glamorous amenities to just the, the, the basement hallway leading to the laundry room to give them that fully immersive experience. What we're building and and the way we're positioning ourselves is that we want to be that full stack solution that can essentially take inbound interest, however you generate it. And and marketing has its own nuances and regional differences and stylistic differences between different types of properties, different, um, different owners, different managers. But we want to be able to take a lead and help that lead make the decision whether or not to lease in the most effective, efficient manner. And what we've seen is, is that with the virtual tour and with a virtual tour of the actual unit, you can get somebody, call it 80, 90% of the way there, such that when they end up do showing up on site, whether it's a self-guided tour, whether it's a guided tour, that they've pretty much already made up their mind and it's much more of a sniff test. Like what we're seeing kind of in in our before and after data in terms of implementing unit level virtual tours is that the conversion rate for these prospects who end up showing up in leasing offices is three and a half times higher. They're three and a half times more likely to end up becoming a resident after touring the property if they had toured the property and toured that exact unit virtually beforehand. So it's almost like a, I've made up my mind. I just want to make sure that everything is verified based on what I saw. Exactly. It's, does the building smell funny? 
<laughs> I think that's fair, right? You know, I've 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 looked at uh, cars online. You know, I'm, my eldest now is at that driving point, and right, and and so if you looked at if you went to CarMax and you looked at a used car, it may look great, but you're right. If it smells funny, if it smells like it was a smoker's car, then probably not going to pull the trigger on it. Is there a way in your in your mind in in the you know, the pathway that you guys are on, do you see that 100% capture rate as an achievable goal? Is there always going to be kind of the sniff test? I think as people get more comfortable, it's going to approach that. I mean, even, even if you think about just normal goods, there are people who won't buy a mattress without laying on it first. Right. And when we think about it, when we think about kind of bridging a consumer from call it discovery, as in, I'm aware of this product to check out. I'm handing over my money for this product. There are two kind of levers that you can pull. You can either build trust in saying, okay, this is exactly what you're going to get. And this is exactly what you're going to feel. And in some cases, it's hard to bridge some of those things because in the example of a mattress, like you can't, everybody's kind of perception of call it firmness is different. And you can't necessarily convey that online. You can convey it through reviews. Hey, there were a thousand other people who said they prefer firm mattresses and sleep on their sides who like this product. And that, that would help you build trust. But the other way is to essentially lower the stakes. And you actually saw this with like, even in the beginning, like early, early era of e-commerce, like when people started selling clothing and shoes online, the thing that really accelerated it, like Tony Shea and Zappos was free returns. Hey, this is risk-free. If anything goes wrong, like we got you, just send them back. Unfortunately, like for, for a place to live, Moving all your stuff into a place is a little harder to undo than, than sending back a pair of shoes. Yeah, that that's true. But it does feel like we're probably in that right time where I bet you you can get it based on contingent, right? So saying, listen, yep. all the docs are signed, everything's good. And you have the kind of buyer's remorse clause in there that says, if you showed up on day one and it's not what you expected, you know, you have some type of out. I think I think in this circumstance, I think we are moving in in those directions. I get what you're saying now. It's really about building that level of trust, right? And, and establishing your your traction, building up your customer base, building up your review base, at least to trust in the technology and and to trust in in what you're able to project to you know that ultimate renter probably lends to to making this a a lot less. There would be a lot less friction. In, in the final process if if you gain the the traction and and kind of the broader base that you're looking to go do exactly it's all about building trust and, and giving the consumer the sense of what I see is what I'm going to get yeah, I think that's very fair switching gears a little bit you know I, I have to imagine you're collecting a lot of data at any insightful kind of aha moments as you've gone on this journey that that you'd want to share so the interesting thing is that we've not only been able to pick up data on conversion, as in, hey, like people who see the actual unit will convert X times more frequently. We've also been able to narrow down it. And because of the way we structure our product, we have individual data. And that individual data is one, highly predictive of whether or not somebody is actually going to become a resident. Essentially, based on the pattern of how you click through rooms, how many time or how much time you spend in each room, or how many units you look at in the same building, we can predict whether or not you're going to move in. And even beyond that, and this is where kind of the human element comes in, is that because we have that room level data, 
leasing staff are much more able to personalize their interactions. And having this granular data significantly helps the leasing staff in terms of the ratios in which people actually show up for appointments, in terms of the actual conversion, and generally just the overall efficiency. Just fewer touch points are needed to turn a prospect into a resident. Once you have this kind of trustworthy experience where, where you're showing immersive 3D experiences to the consumer. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I love that concept of personalizing the experience, right? Personalizing the moment so that as you engage with the customer, you may know that, hey, I do need to spend a little bit more time talking about our, our workout facilities, or I need to spend a little bit more time talking about our community and how we've built a, a community around those that like like-minded type things, right? And so it's interesting because you're getting snippets of people's behavior as a tour. I have to imagine that that can become pretty powerful. And then on the flip side, as you mentioned, it's a great way to drive better efficiency into the process, right? I think labor will continue to be a, a challenge for all the industries as we continue to move forward out of the pandemic. And anything that can drive that efficiency I'm, I'm seeing at least a, a large amount of curiosity around, can we adopt technology, especially in this industry, can we adopt technology to help offset some of the labor challenges that we foresee or are currently having today, right? So I, I think that's really fascinating. And then if you can couple that with great data that says, this is how we can increase your capture rate and make this really successful, I, I love those intersections, right? I love those intersections that say it's going to be a better experience for your resident and it's going to be a better experience for your staff because we're driving both efficiency as well as, you know, resident experience. I, I think those two things make it a, a no-brainer to move forward. Exactly. I mean, the, the best products are always the ones that are win-win on both sides. In terms of kind of what we're seeing on, on the operator side, just the amount of large national scale owners and managers starting to push towards centralized leasing, starting to at least position staff in more centralized places and be able to conduct operations remotely is pretty exciting for really the, the future of how properties are operated and managed. So that's a great point and I'd love to see your perspective. I am seeing a lot more, at least movement that points to more centralized models, right? The the bigger companies, the bigger property firms and management firms are getting bigger. I see the middle layer starting to acquire more. So they're also increasing their unit count. And to me, it feels like they're going to definitely want to leverage both buy models as well as centralization to help drive more efficiency. Are you seeing that in the industry as well? Because I, I would agree then your platform becomes a perfect play on helping centralize not only how they manage their entire lease-up process, but also centralize that overall labor pool. A hundred percent. And I mean, we're, we're working with some of the largest property managers in, in the US. I actually need to check the NDA to see if I can mention their names. Uh, well, don't but, get yourself uh, in trouble. That's yeah. fair. Largest, we all, we all know that it's fair enough to say, you know, top yeah. 25 national multifamily housing council are going to be fairly large entities, right? So. Yep, exactly. Um, and many of them are pushing initiatives to, to centralize leasing and realizing that Really, what unlocks it is virtual touring because you are able to so much more efficiently kind of work through that pile of leads, work through that pile of interest and, and narrow down, okay, like here are my serious prospects. These are the prospects that are most likely to move in and focus attention on those and, and operate in a much more 
efficient way. I, I think the interesting thing, if we if we think about the industry as a whole, it used to be just being bigger, just managing more units, gave you some operational efficiencies in, in terms of call it your general and administrative uh, sure, line. Or even purchasing power. You know, purchasing things. power. But we're entering into a new phase. And, and you can see this in parallel to other industries where difference in efficiency, if you're an effective kind of deployer or, or, or integrator of software and technology. This is the whole software is eating the world thesis, where if you are able to do that effectively, you are so much more operationally efficient. And I think this gap and this widening gap between, call it traditional smaller players who do not necessarily have national innovation teams or, or, or anybody dedicated to the implementation of technology versus the big, large organizations that are really focused on this. The, the gap in terms of what they're able to deliver in terms of operational efficiency, how they're able to price and, and how they're, they're able to win kind of management deals is really starting to widen. And I think that's one thing that's pushing this kind of interesting movement that we see with the different players in, in the management space. You know, it's interesting as you were talking about it, it does feel like if you can express what your brand does, right? So I'm a larger firm or I'm a mid-sized firm, but this is what my brand represents. And if if you're not capturing maybe the first time renter, but a repeat renter of your brand, maybe they're reloading from San Francisco to Austin or from Austin to New York, wherever it may be, and they've lived in your portfolio before. So they understand the environment, they understand the brand, they understand the brand promise and what that portfolio will offer in their buildings. It kind of feels like that may be the first real step to a complete virtualized process, right? Because the scratch and sniff now is I know what to expect in these buildings. I've lived in XYZ companies' buildings for the last three years or five years or six years in two different locations. And it's the same expectations as this. It's the same experience that I've come to know with this brand. It's almost like I travel a ton. I know what to expect when I stay at a Marriott versus a Hilton versus a certain brand element, right? And so outside of something really odd in the, when I get to the final destination, if, if the brand is consistent and you know what to expect from, from that perspective, it kind of does feel like you get to that final trust level to say, hey, I know who these guys are. I, I love the experience. I'm ready to reload to a new city. I'm going to do this whole thing virtually because I just don't have time or I just prefer to do it that way. Yeah. And you, you touch on a really interesting point, like brand and trust. And it's interesting that you, you even bring up hotels because if we think about branding and we think about trust, um, an interesting thing that's happened in the hospitality space is that brand has become less important as reviews have become a much greater source of trust. But hotel rooms or even an Airbnb is a consistent product that you're staying in the same 600 square feet or 600 people who have reviewed this have stayed in the same 600 square feet. Mm -hmm. And you get the repetitions because for reviews to work, you need to be able to read the reviews and say, okay, like somebody with similar preferences to mine has reviewed this positively. So I will probably have a good experience too. But the push behind branding and, and branded experiences in, in multifamily really speaks to the fact that reviews fall short. Or there's just not enough volume, right? There's not enough volume. I mean, a, a unit turns over, turns over every three years in a, even, even in a 1,000 unit 
community, you're only getting 300 some people turning over. The percentage of those that review is typically around or less than 10%. They're all living in different spaces within the, within the building. So, so you see this pursuit of, of branded experiences to at least say, hey, look, like we'll deliver you a consistent experience. All you need to do is be good with kind of the layout of the space. If I stay in a building that is managed by Propco A, I know that, okay, they're on the ball with maintenance. They have, they have a tenant app. They're responsive. Um, they provide me a, a virtual experience to, to be able to look at the place. And that's really filling in for kind of the unreviewability of living space. Yeah, I think that experience of I'm familiar with this property management group, because you're right, at the building level, it may not be very clear what brand you're staying in, although I think some of this consolidation will start to change that. And I also see on the on the horizon loyalty points and other things starting to filter through, right? So it does feel like all of those things are in play, maybe shifting gears on you. So we just talked about the big guys. I have to imagine you can still get the same insights and efficiencies if you're a medium or smaller player, right? So not to discount the massive part of the rest of the market, it feels like these same tools would would actually maybe even help even more because you're running on, you're not running on those economies of scales. You don't have all of that additional purchasing power. So to be net competitive, you'd still want these type of tools. Am I am I incorrect there? No, I, I would completely agree with that. And and I think really in, in our journey in terms of building this product, like we, we started out in New York City with relatively small property managers. One big kind of ethos about, about what we're trying to build is like, it has to be easy. We want to be the easy button. Hey, I want to do this. Hit the easy button. We're good. For smaller managers, providing that full stack solution, providing website plugins that don't require them to recode their entire website and build anything from scratch, operationalizing services to, to virtualize space. Some property managers have an in-house operations team that literally they just run around and, and photograph, whether in 2D or, or 3D, available units. <laughs> Your two, 3,000 unit manager doesn't have that or, or doesn't have the scale for that. But at peak, we've made it into a full service, full stack solution such that smaller property managers can actually leverage the same technologies that are driving efficiencies at the largest players in the industry. Uh, that's pretty cool. Hey, Austin, appreciate the time today. If someone wanted to find out a little bit more about Peak and, and how to utilize your services, where should we point them? Our website, uh, www.peak.us, or I always have an open line. Just email me, Austin, A-U-S-T-I-N, at peak.us. Very good. I appreciate your time today. Great conversation. Love to have you back maybe in the future as you build some of those final trust bridges and we talk about how you're dominating the entire uh, virtual leasing process. Sounds great. Thanks, Robert. Thank you. So thanks for joining today's episode of Solving for Multifamily. If you like the episode, hit the like button, share with your friends. We'll see you next time.